Good morning, church, and blessed Mother's Day to all of you mothers this morning. I, I believe that your family has already planned some very nice things for you after the service today, hopefully a lunch or a dinner or something very special for you. If you have not yet planned anything for your mother, this is a time to really start to think hard what to do. So I believe that maybe God will give you some inspiration during this service today. But we are so thankful for all the mothers among us and, and what a blessing that we can have so many of us can be thankful for so many beautiful and wonderful mothers in our lives. For those of you that don't know me, which I believe is a bigger part of this church, uh, my name is Sandra Vestedal and I am new on staff in this church. I, me and my husband, we have lived for eight years in Asia. We lived for two years in Shanghai where I was a youth pastor and then we have lived for six years in Singapore where I was pastoring a church here. Uh, but I'm so thankful that we have been able to join this church, that the Lord has led us to join this church and, and that this church has actually embraced us as well. And we are just so excited about what God is doing in this place and what he is about to do. I'll be working with both the cell ministry and the connect ministry, so you will be seeing a bit more of me. Thank you. <laughs> it's better when you clap than not. Uh, it makes a better, better feel. Um, I myself, I'm born in Iceland, born and raised in Iceland. And um, how many of you have been to Iceland? Oh, nice, a few of you. Wonderful, wonderful. I don't know how much you know about Iceland, but Iceland is one of the Nordic countries and it has a temperature, average temperature on, uh, during the summer of 10 to 13 degrees, which is a bit different to Singapore, and average temperature during the winter time is about zero degrees. So you can imagine how it is for me to live in Singapore. It, it is a challenge, but it's a challenge that I will accept every day, because I really, especially my husband, he, you know, I don't know if I should say this thing, I haven't asked for his permission. But he said, even before I married him, I'm gonna live somewhere where it's always warm. He got what he spoke, and I got it as well. So, but we have about 380,000 people in Iceland, that's the whole population. So we have more sheep than people. Uh, but it is the nation where it's often called the land of fire and ice. It's the home of one, some of the most the biggest glaciers in, in Europe, as well as some of the most active volcanoes in the world. We do celebrate Mother's Day there as well today, like we do here. And as I say, it's such a privilege to be with you here today as we celebrate all of you beautiful mothers among us. I'll be bringing us to a text today, um, passes in day from 1 King 7, 17, 8 to 16. And it is a passage that speaks about a mother that had faith in God. And because of her faith in God, not only her own situation changed, but also the situation of her son. And when we come to this passage, we find that Elijah, 
the prophet has spoken over the nation of Israel that there will be no rain until he says, speaks again and releases the rain again. And this was because of the consequences of the people, the sins of the people. But you know, like in everything that God does, in the midst of challenging, hopeless situations, God still does miracles, right? Because He is a miracle-working God. And in this passage, we find an example of a mother that had faith in God, and because of her faith, things turned around. So you can go with me to 1 Kings 17, verse 8 to 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Sarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. So he, so he arose and went to Sarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water and a cup that I may drink. And as he was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord God, your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall a jar of oil run dry until the Lord sends rain on the earth. So he went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and see, and he and her, house, her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Elijah. So when we come to this passage, we, we find a situation that is completely impossible. We find a mother, you know, even though the Bible talks about her as a widow, she's also a mother. She's a mother of a son. And as we come to this passage, we find that her situation, she has come to a place where there is no way forward. And, you know, the plan that this mother has is to have the last meal together with her son, and then to die. I don't know if you have ever been in that kind of desperate situation, but that is a desperate situation. When, you, when the plan is to eat your last meal and die. There is not a lot of hope in that. There is not a lot of, there is not a lot of things in your life at that moment of time where you see, wow, my future is so bright. There is so much ahead of me. But that is the situation that this mother found herself in. With other words, if nothing miraculous were to take place, the plan was to eat the last meal together with her son and then die. But the thing about God is that God brings hope into hopeless situation. Have you, have you ever been there yourself? where God has brought hope into a hopeless situation. At least Pastor Lip has been there. 
I believe many of us have been there at some point in our life where things, I mean, the plan, our, our own plan of what God can do has become so minimum that we feel like, you know, we have kind of accepted that things are not going to change. But in this case, even though that was her plan, God had a different plan. God had a different story that he wanted her to live throughout her days. You know, when it comes to different things in our life, we may have, even though it may not be the exact same things this mother was going through, but maybe you sit here today and you are a mother and you have been praying for your kid's salvation. You have been praying for your kids to encounter God, but still you don't see a change. You may sit here today and you feel that your marriage has come to a rough place. Things are just not moving forward. You do nothing but arguing. You do nothing but seeing the differences in one another, but you cannot celebrate the good things, the differences that you have, the good differences that you have. Or you may have made decisions in life, and as you made those decisions, they brought you down a path where things just became worse and worse and worse. All of us at some point, no matter if it's right now, or if it has been in our past, all of us have come to a place of helplessness, discouragement, and we wonder where is God in the midst of it? But the good news is this, that God can always change things around. Sometimes you may change things around and the solution is not exactly what we expected it to be. But God is still capable of making the impossible happen. You know, with our vision, we always see what is just right in front of us. But God sees beyond that. He sees the solution. He sees the possibilities. He sees what only He is able to do, what we cannot do in our own strength. But He sees it and He wants us to see it. You know, for this widow, she received the word. And as she received the word, her situation changed. As you receive the word of God today, your situation will start to change. As you listen to what God says about you, if you are a mother that is praying for your kid's salvation and the word of God comes to you and says, pray, pray, and you will receive. You know, for a couple that has been coming to a place where they feel like there is no way forward in their marriage, the Bible says nothing is impossible for him who believes. For a person that feels like their bad choices has brought them from from hurt to hurt and pain to pain. God wants to be the author of your story. When we submit our ways to him, he is able to turn things around because he is the God of miracles. He is the God that makes the impossible possible. He is the God who brings hope where there is no hope. You know, my husband, He's from Peru. You would have seen him on the photo with the interns. He's sitting there in a right, uh, red sweater. He was originally born in Peru, but at the age of two months old, he was adopted by a Swedish family. 
And uh, he never learned to know his biological mom or his biological family. But a few years back, his biological mother and half-brother reached out to him through Facebook. They found him through Facebook. And uh, they found him because there was a missionary woman that had helped originally with the adoption. They had gotten in contact with her again, and he, he, she helped them to find him. And we decided, once he got in contact with them, we were gonna fly to Peru, we are gonna visit them and meet them in person, which we did. And it was such a beautiful encounter of a mother's love, a mother that had given her son away. She explained to us that the reason she had given her son away was because she was in so much poverty. There was no way forward for her to be able to feed both my husband and her, his oldest, older brother. But as we sat there and talked to her, she said, there is one thing I wanna ask you. And she looked him in the eyes with tears in her eyes, and she looked at him and she said, I wanna ask you one thing in regards to your biological, in regards to the family that adopted you. Did they love you? because that was what mattered to her. And you know, his reply was, they loved me, and they loved me maybe a little too much. And that is a story of God takes something that is so hopeless. She didn't, she wasn't able to raise up her own kid, but God changed things and turned things around for the better. God was able to move into that situation and show that in the midst of hopelessness, there is hope. And the same thing for your life today. In the midst of hopelessness, there is hope. You know, in the midst of maybe your brokenness as a mother this morning, maybe you have seen that things have not worked out the way that you would have liked them to see, see things work out. But in the midst of that, God is so close to you. Because he is a God of hope. He is a God of restoration. And when this mother, in the passage, the widow, the mother, put her faith in God, what did God do? He changed things around. And that brings me to my second point, have faith in God. You know, the first thing that God says through the prophet, as he speaks into the life of this mother, the first thing is not what she's supposed to do. The first thing he speaks to her is fear not. And you know, when we look upon the Bible, we see it time and time again, how God speaks to us not to fear. We see it when in Jairus, for example, when Jairus came to Jesus, the ruler of the synagogue, and he said to him, please come to my home and pray for my daughter, she's dying. And the first thing, as Jesus is on his way with Jairus, his, his daughter dies before Jesus makes it there. But then Jesus, when he heard those words, the first thing he says to him in Mark 5, 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, 
Do not be afraid. Only believe. So time and time again, as we look through the word, we see how Jesus encourages us not to be afraid. Only believe. Don't be afraid of what is right in front of you. Don't be afraid of what you see. Don't be afraid of your situation or your circumstances. Only believe. And that is what this mother in 1 Kings 17 does. She sees the hopelessness, but the word of God comes. And when the word of God comes, you know, the word stirs up faith in us. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith is the opposite of fear. And as you receive the word, something changes. You know, when, when God came to the widow, to this mother, she had so little in her hand. She only had a small portion of flour and some oil in a jar. And God says, I'm going to feed you until there's rain again on the earth, until there is rain again. Until I send my rain again, you will have enough. It was for her to receive that word and say, okay, and go by it, walk in it. But it's so interesting because we wonder how can God say to someone that has a plan that is absolutely no plan, that has no hope whatsoever, how can you tell her not to fear? Have you thought about it this morning as God speaks to you into your situation that no matter what you are going through at this point of time, God still says to you, do not fear. And not only that, God speaks into your life, but he also sees you and he cares for you. You know, this Mother in 1 Kings 17, she was nobody to other people. She didn't have any great value to others, but God saw her. He saw that mother in her desperation and he said, hey, I am going to turn your situation around as you put your faith in me. She wasn't even an Israelite. She was a Gentile, but God saw something in her. And God saw the hope that she could not see herself. And the same way the Lord speaks to you today, he speaks to you mothers that have cared for your daughters, your sons, that have cared for your family. You know, there are so many sacrifices you make for your kids. There are so many things that you do on a regular basis for your family. You may have to take care of your kids. You may have to cook and clean and do all of those things and at the same time be a support to your parents, be a support to your parents-in-law. But I believe the Lord just wants to encourage you this morning as a mother and say, He sees you. He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows what is needed for you to be able to find the strength you need to continue on in the things that he has given you. He is the one who can multiply to help you to multiply your time so that there is still time to be with him. Because sometimes as mother, as a mother that has so many things going on, you may start to wonder, how can I spend time in the presence of God? But I just believe the Lord wants to encourage some, some in here this morning 
that He is the one who will strengthen you and help you, and that as you spend time in His presence, He will be the one who strengthens you throughout the day. He will be the one who helps you through whatever things, the duties, the responsibilities. But I just feel like there's a call from Him to some of you mothers this morning. Do not, do not, to come to Him, that you come to Him and you spend time in His presence, that you seek His face and He will meet you in a way that no one else can meet you. You know, looking at this mother, we find it was her faith and obedience that changed not only her situation, but it changed the situation of her son. And I believe the Lord also wants to encourage you mothers here this morning when you choose to have faith in God, when you choose to put your hope in Him, even when things are not going the way that you hope for things to go, not only will your faith affect your life, it will affect, your faith will affect your kids and your families. Because the Lord has a calling upon your life. And as you become the example to your kids, as you become the example to your family, and maybe some of your family are not even saved, but God will move through your faith. And God is moving through your prayer. God sees you, God knows you, even when you may feel overwhelmed by everything that is going on around you. You know, God cannot lie. What he has promised, he will do. If God says something, he will make it happen. It doesn't matter if you only have, like this mother, if you only have something very small in your hand, and maybe you feel so insignificant, you know, one of the greatest role and calling, you know, we look upon a stay-at-home mothers that have paid so much sacrifices to, to build up their kids and to be there for their kids. You know, the Lord sees those things and He is the one who rewards you. But sometimes we feel like we have so little, but when God puts His hand on it, it becomes the greatest resource. When God puts His hand upon your life, when God puts His hand upon your situation, God does something that no human can do. He does the impossible. He multiplies what is in your hand. He multiplies what you have. And he does the miraculous thing. Because it was not Elijah the prophet that was the miracle worker. It was not the mother. She only put her faith in the word. So I want to encourage you this morning. Whatever situation you are going through, no matter how hopeless it may feel, no matter how much it has felt like it's been year after year after year and nothing has changed, God wants to encourage you this morning and remind you that your hope is in Him. And then as you trust Him to put His hand upon that situation you are facing, those circumstances, as you trust Him to put your hand, His hand upon your life, things will start to move. But don't give up on praying. Don't give up on believing and see that God is faithful. And no matter how many miracles we may experience in our lives, there is one miracle that is the greatest of them all. And that is the miracle of salvation. 
And you know, for some of you sitting here today, you may sit here today because your mothers prayed for you. The reason why you have given your life to Christ, the reason you have learned to know how personal God is, is because your mothers prayed for you. Some of you may be sitting here today for the first time because your mother is praying for you. We have so much to be thankful to our moms when their mothers have lived up to that unconditional love in our lives. But as I said before, mothers carry a lot of responsibilities. There is the story of a mother and a teenage daughter. And this teenager was so ashamed of her mom because her mom would have burn marks all over her hands and her arms. And her, this teenage daughter just felt so ashamed Every time someone looked at her mother's arms and hands, it would just feel so much shame. But there was one day as they went out shopping and her mother was paying and as he paid, the, the woman at the cashier looked at the mother's hand in a bit of a shock. And this daughter just became so ashamed once again. As she said to her mother once they left the store, I just feel so ashamed of your hands. I'm so ashamed of your arms. I'm so ashamed of the scars that you have there. And of course, it hurt the mother. But as they went home, her mother waited on her, until her daughter was in the room. And then she went up to her daughter and she said, I'm going to tell you something I've never told you before. But when you were just a baby, there was a fire that caught, a fire, there was a big fire in our house. I could have escaped out the front door, but of course you are the love in my life and I would not have left you behind. So I was fighting through the fire to get to you. And I say, I put you in my arms, I covered you in my arms as much as I could. And I ran out through the front door. And as I ran out, the fire would burn my hands and my arms. But as I came out, I felt the agony of the pain. But when I looked at you, I could do nothing but rejoice. Because I see, saw that the fire had not touched you. And in that moment, the mother, the daughter started to kiss her mother's hand and say, thank you. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for protecting me. And you know, we hear a story like that of a mother's love that is so great, but still there is a love that is greater than any one of a mother. We can read in Isaiah 49 and 15, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. A mother, the best of mother, in a moment may forget her child, 
but God, the love that is greater than any love, will never for a moment, even for a moment, forget you. And I don't know what is your background. I don't know where you come from. I don't know if you're a Christian or not. But I believe the Lord wants to speak into the lives of people this morning. And maybe you have never given your life to Christ or maybe you feel like you are far away from Him. But I believe the Lord, God wants to show you that He is a good God, that He cares for you, that He hears your cry in the midst of your desperation. You know, when I was about 14, 15, I was in a place in my life where I became so depressed. I didn't see that there was any hope for the future. And I was afraid of death. I didn't want to die because I didn't know what was happening after this life. I believed there was God. I believed Jesus existed, but I felt like they were so far away. But there was a moment in my life at the age of 14, 15, where I remember I, I sat on a hill close to my house in Iceland. And I would just cry out to God. And I would just say, God, save me, help me. Help me out of this misery. Help me out of this pain. I need you to show me if you are real. I need you to show me the way forward. And not so long after, a friend of mine brought me to church. And as he brought me to church, I gave my life to the Lord. And it is the best decision I have ever made in my life. Because for the first time, I experienced that God loves me, that God cares for me, that God has hope and a future for me. It wasn't just one big darkness, there was hope. Just like it did for that mother in First King, suddenly from hopelessness there is hope. And that is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to bring you from darkness and helplessness into His arms of love and show you that there is hope for tomorrow. That whatever you face, there is always hope for tomorrow. And as we come to an end, I want to ask all of us to stand. And I just want to do like this. I want to ask us all to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I want to speak to two, of, two different kinds of people here today. And even though this is Mother's Day, I want to speak to you fathers as well. Mothers, you may be a single or, or youth, whoever you are. But I want to speak to those of you that have never given your life to Christ. And maybe you were like me. You just feel like, what? You, you feel insecure about your future. You feel insecure about tomorrow. You wonder what is ahead of you. You wonder, is God real? And God wants to show you today that He is real, that He cares for you, that He loves you. 
And I want to speak to those of you that have never given your life to Christ, but in your heart, you say today, I want to commit my life to the Lord. I want to give my life to Jesus. And the other people I want to speak to this morning, maybe you have already at some point in your life given your life to Christ, but you feel so far away from Him. It feels so distant when it comes to God. He was once a big part of your life, but somehow you feel like you have wandered off and you wonder if God would even take you back, if God would even embrace you back. And the Lord is just calling upon your heart this morning and saying, I love you, my child. I love you, my child. I died for you. I gave my life for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Just come back to me. Turn your hearts back to me. And I will show you once again who I am. So as we keep our heads bowed and eyes closed, let's just, just respect this moment before the Lord. I want to ask those of you that have never given your lives to God or you or those of you that are in a place where you want to recommit your life to the Lord, I want to ask you in this moment, as we keep our heads bowed and eyes closed, to raise your hands as high as, as, as you can. Just raise your hand. I see your hand there in the middle. I see your hand on the left side. I see your hand. I see your hand here on the right side. I see your hand. Don't hesitate. This is a moment between you and God. This is a moment between you and God. Don't think about the people next to you. I see your hand here in the, in the front as well. Just raise your hand. It's your response to God. It's your response to God to say, God, I give my life. I give my life. I recommit my life to you. So don't think about the people next to you or anyone else. Just it's you and Lord. Is there anyone else? then just raise your hand. I see your hands. I see your hands in the middle. I see your hands. Anyone else, raise your hand so that I can see it. This is between you and the Lord. Hallelujah. See your hand. Thank you, Lord. What we're gonna do now is that as you have responded to God, I'm gonna ask you to come to the front as we would like to pray for you. And it's your response to God. It's you saying, Lord, I am committing my life to you. I am taking a step closer to you. So as the worship is playing, I would like to ask those of you that raised your hand to come to the front right now so that we can pray with you. Don't think about anyone around you. It's your life with the Lord. Just come to the front. All of those that have raised your hand, come to the front. Don't hesitate. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, let's give them a hand as they make this step. If you raised your hand, don't hesitate. Come to the front. This is your, this is your time 
to come and make things right with Jesus. This is your time to come and make things right before the heart of God. So don't hesitate and think about others. Come, let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. And even if you did not raise your hand, but you still feel you want to make this commitment to God, come and join us here in the front. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? I'll give you a moment. I'll give you a moment. If you raised your hand, I encourage you to come to the front. As you publicly made it known, you are going to follow Christ. As you publicly made it known that you are going to come closer and reconnect with the Father. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give them a hand that is here with us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. What we're going to do now is that I'm going to pray a prayer and you're going to repeat after me. As you pray that prayer, becomes your prayer. This is the most important prayer you can ever pray in your life. And I'm going to ask the rest of the church to pray along with us as well. So I'll pray and then you repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I come before you today. I ask you to forgive me my sins. I ask that you forgive me my sins. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died and you rose again. I believe that you died and rose again. And today I am a child of God. Today I am a child of God. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand one more time and let's give God a hand. Amen. Praise God. We rejoice with you. And there are people behind you that will give you some materials that are going to help you in these first steps of your faith. So praise God. Let me just pray for you and pray for the rest of us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for each and every one that has committed their life to Christ this morning, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, that you are the one who works in their lives and you will show them the goodness of God. Father God, we also just pray that the love of the Father, the grace of the Son, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one here today and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.